With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another chapter of Jack Jameson, archaeologist and avid adventurer. Penned by Rylan Mason. Narrated by me, Brian Shepard. Chapter 9 Creepy eyes just looked at us as we both just stood there. Chris pulled out his phone and snapped a couple of pictures. This is the beginning of a historical find, and we were just standing in the front of the gate. It's true what Lorena said in her diary. The statues were scary looking, and it made us not want to move forward like they were still standing guard all these years. Yet, if it was not for the fact that we had Cassius and now a biker gang after us, we would have taken time to investigate and document our findings. We could always do that later, if we survive this, which I hoped for anyway. Walking through what would have been the gate to the city felt exciting, considering it must have been a long time since someone walked through. Of course, my mind went crazy, as most of the buildings were crumbling or nothing was left except the foundations, most of which were buried in the ground or taken back by the jungle. Vines and trees were everywhere. We could hear the sounds of birds, which, of course, the harpy, as they were perched high up in the trees along with Goldie Monkey, a native in the area. Like I said, over time the jungle just took back the land by crushing and squeezing the life out of all the buildings. The only building that stood out was the temple. There was no mistaking that it was in fact the temple, as it looked just like the drawing that was etched into the rock face. The temple was pyramid-shaped and adorned with different animals and bird statues as the building went up. Their eyes bore into us like they were waiting for us to enter. Jack, how do you suppose we get in? Chris asked as he snapped a few more pictures. Grumbling as he looked back at his photos, handing the phone over, you could tell some were blurry. Well, I told him he needed a new phone. Looking at the last picture he took at the top had what looked like an opening, 
the temple still had about 70 to 100 feet left, still reaching for the sky that we now needed to climb. It looks like we need to climb to the top. There seems to be an opening. I'm hoping we can get in there and see if we can't repel downwards, I said as his eyes widened as he looked at the top, no doubt worried about what we could be facing once inside. We will be fine, no worries. In fact, we don't have time to worry, as you know who will be here soon. Which, that had him starting to climb upwards. I knew that would work. The climb was something else. The higher we went, the quieter it got around here, as if the statues and the wildlife were watching and waiting to see what we were doing. A creepy feeling, if you ask me. Chris didn't notice, thank God. The sun was now fully out. Sweat was beginning to pour from everywhere. We needed to get inside and fast. No need to roast out here. That, and we were pretty high up. I'd like to know how anyone flying overhead never saw this place. Then again, with all the trees surrounding the city, and with the overgrowth, I can see how it would have been missed. It still amazes me that it's still standing, he said as he made it to the top. Me, right behind him. The opening was big enough for us to fit through. As I'm sure over time, stone blocks fell away or inside, causing this opening. Now it was time to tie off the rope, which I did around a statue of a monkey. Hopefully it didn't mind. I had to dig around in the bag for the glow sticks, which I then cracked and threw down inside, watching to see how far it fell, and if I could still see them, which I could. Barely. Well, here we go. I'll go first. There's no telling what the condition is once we're inside. I also would not put it past them to lay traps. So... Stay behind me and watch your step, and don't touch anything, I said with a bit of seriousness, as I was worried he would get too excited by seeing something, and then bam, a trap would release, and well, you've seen the movies and what could happen. Putting on gloves, I then crawled my way through the opening as I took hold of the rope and started my descent down into darkness. The light from the sun only filled the top part. So seeing the bottom, forget it. As only the glow stick is what I aimed for. I passed what looked like a chandelier that hung from the middle down. The candles long gone as heat most likely melted them away. All right, Chris, I made it. Your turn, I yelled up as I could see him peeking in. Okay, here goes nothing, he said back, with what sounded like, please don't fall, most likely talking out loud. Chris came down the rope, which, by the time he got halfway, the rope had wrapped around one of his legs, preventing him from continuing, and when he went to untangle himself, he accidentally let go, sending him backwards and falling Poor Chris just hung in the air, swinging side to side. I had to laugh, just a little, as he swung with his arms crossed, not looking pleased. A little help here. Are you smiling? 
as I don't find this amusing at all, Jack, he said as I walked over to help him down. Me, smiling, never. I lied. It was funny. We don't have time to be monkeying around, Chris, I added. Which, okay, maybe I shouldn't have. I helped him down, and with him standing on both legs, I searched for something to light the way. On the wall to my left looked like a torch, which was covered in spiderwebs. Gross. Trying not to think about it, I reached for my Zippo in my pocket and lit the old torch that came to life and showed off the inside of a beautiful building, or what was left. Dirt mixed with stone bricks piled on the floor while roots and vines took over the walls. Leaving the room, we had to slide our way into the inner room, which you could see broken chairs and furniture that once sat many people who most likely came in to pray as there was an altar at the end of the room with a tall statue of a woman. And she just happened to have a crown on her head. Extraordinary. I wonder if this is Lorena, Chris said as he snapped a few more pictures. Damn, I have about 10% battery left. I was looking for tombs or some sort of burial site. Nothing. I don't think that they would have put her or the king out in plain sight. There has to be another place. I wonder if this place has a basement or a burial chamber, Chris said, walking around looking for any type of clues that would help us. I, too, began to walk around behind the statue, which I saw one large door. The door was blocked by dirt and sand, vines again creeping up the door. Maybe this led to another room or where we wanted to be. Time was not on our side as the sun was now only peeking through just a bit now, meaning it was slowly starting to go down. Well, only one way to find out what's behind door number one. Let's continue on through the doors. I have a feeling like we are going to find what we are looking for. Hopefully, I said to him as I walked over the mound of dirt and rocks to open the door which one push was all it took as it just fell over and broke on the floor. Chris just looked at me. Really? You could have just knocked, he said, smiling, which then he stepped and pointed up. Spiders. And a lot just crawling around in their webs and hanging down from more wooden chandeliers that looked like they were dangling from what rope was left. Of course they're spiders. Why wouldn't there be? Leave it to you to point out, I said as I checked my hair and kept the flame outwards to ward them off. They were not your average daddy long legs. These were angry big monster looking spiders, ugly as well. Chris just laughed. The room, however, was filled with not only spiders, but old scrolls, desks covered in old papers, the walls with half-broken shelves, and even more scrolls. 
almost like a library of sorts. In the back of the room again was what looked like stairs leading down. We both looked at each other as we descended down the stone steps into darkness with only the small torch to shine the way. Odd, there are holes in the wall, I noticed, as we hit the bottom step. Just as Chris walked past me and stepped off, we could hear a click. Moving quickly, I shoved Chris out of the way, just as arrows came flying out of the wall. Typical. I wasn't too sure if it was a trap or part of the wall. Are you okay? I asked as he was now standing in a foot of water as I brought the light closer to him. Great. Now my feet are wet, and there seems to be things floating in the water. Yuck. I don't even want to know what's floating in this water, he said, looking not happy once again. Looking down to see, it might be better if I did not say anything, as there were snakes slithering around in the water. He must have noticed what I was looking at as he jumped back and landed on his rear end, and then, as I turned to shine the light on him, he turned his head and gasped, scrambling up out of the water. Next to him was a skeleton, remains which looked like a priest of some sort, as he was wearing what looked like a black robe. Strange. He was also wearing a necklace with a cross. Not just any cross, but a Celtic one. Very interesting. You weren't going to tell me again about the snakes, a little warning next time would help, he said, looking at the priest, or what was left of him as a snake popped out of its eye socket. God, that's gross, Chris said, shuddering as he looked away. That's not very nice to say, and here I thought you liked him, considering you practically fell into his lap. That earned me a punch in the arm. Okay, so no more making light of the situation. Shaking his hand from hitting me, I then turned to see what looked like two tombs side by side. No markings to indicate which one was hers, even if she was down here. Then it dawned on me. The priest was sitting in front of the one on the right. That has to be hers. Here, hold this while I slide the top open, if it'll move handing him the torch, which was on its last leg. So, time to move quickly. As I pushed the slab of stone over, I could hear a clicking sound, and then what sounded like something opening in the wall, because as soon as it did, water began to pour out, rising, which meant more snakes in the water. I hurried up and pushed the cover open to reveal who... I have been looking for Queen Lorena. She was laid to rest in what looked like a green dress with white lacing, and in her hands she held the same cross as the priest, except hers had green gemstones, a real beautiful piece, one which would stay with her. The crown, however, still sat upon her head, in the light, you could see traces of her red hair mixed with mostly white. Jack, 
Did you find my crown? A voice said from the top of the stairs. A voice that belonged to none other than Cassius. Why now? Why not get here after we left? With Chris still holding the torch, I grabbed my bag as Cassius came down the stairs. With two men, of course, all with guns, while keeping in mind that the water was still coming out of the walls. Well, 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 we meet again, and I want to thank you for doing all the leg work. Chris, you look worse for wear. Doing okay? He said with that grin on his face. The grin I hope to knock off his face. I think you have something that I want, Jack. Are you going to hand it over, nice and easy? Or are you going to stand there while I kill Chris, right here in front of you? Then I can take it by force. You're both going to die anyway, so realistically, you should just hand the crown over so you can die together. Oh, how sad. He laughed, which had his goons laughing. We weren't laughing, which that had Cassius motioning towards Chris, and one of his men then punched Chris right in the stomach. Chris, now bending over, then kneeling in the water, trying to breathe. I then moved down to Chris, only to have a gun at my head. Don't move. He'll be fine for now. Where's the crown, Jack? Or does he need more? Grinning again, as if he was enjoying this. Jack, just give it to him, Chris said, trying to stand back up. You better listen to him, Jack. Maybe that knocks some sense into him. And maybe he'll even rethink about getting back with you. Now, for the last time, where's the crown, Jack? Now, with the goons pointing both guns on Chris. So I did what Chris told me to do and gave him my bag. Jack, you did the right thing today. You helped me find the lost city and her precious crown. It's too bad I won't be keeping it. I have bills to pay. Then I can continue on with finding more treasures. Now that you're going to be busy dying and all. Poor thing. Okay, boys, tie them up. So, when the guy to Cassius's left moved towards Chris, and the other to the right moved towards me, they both must have heard the same thing I did as they both stopped. Click. Chris and I looked at each other as I took his hand. Two things happened. First, as Cassius turned to look at me, I punched him dead in his face before he fell and tripped getting back up towards the stairs. Second, the floor gave out around the tombs, sending the two goons down to God knows where. Like the bridge, there was no bouncing back from that either. Goodbye, Jack. Chris, I'll tell your father I said hello. As he ran up the stairs, leaving me and Chris standing in the middle of a room with no floor. Well, this is interesting. <laughs>